Social media. Forms of electronic communication such as websites for social networking and microblogging through which users create online communities to share information, ideas, personal messages, and other content. Today we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media. How people behave online versus in reality. This is going to be a lot of fun, so let's get right to it. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions. We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine. Now, let's get reckless. Welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. This is episode two, the big two. And today we are talking about social media. There's a new app on the market. It's called Vero or Vero or something, V-E-R-O, something along those lines. Elaine, you know how to say it properly? I think Vero, but I'm just going off of Vero Beach. Okay, so So we're going to go with Vero. We may be wrong. Don't hold it against us. But it's basically a new app. Well, it's not new. It's been out since 2015, uh, but it just now got really popular all of a sudden because its promise is to do away with all algorithms, so everything is strictly time-based. It does away with all advertisements, anything else? Just that it has a chronological feed that Instagram no longer has. Yeah, so it's basically uh, a revolt against all of the algorithms to provide a true time-based content social feed. And it's kind of a, it's interesting, it's kind of like Instagram, but it's also, uh, you can share music and trending yeah, movies. Yeah, like recommendations and for books and stuff. Kind of like Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, all mixed in. Yeah. Uh, emphasis on the Instagram and Pinterest side of things. So we're going to talk a little bit about social media and a Christian's responsibility on social media and the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media. But... Before we dive into that, we have a sponsor for today's show. Elaine, tell us a little about our sponsor today. Our sponsor is Cedar Temple Trade Company. And Cedar Temple's mission is to just bring curiosity back to the Bible. And it's actually an apparel and home goods line. And so throughout t-shirts and hand towels and eye masks, uh, basically Cedar Temple is just creating conversational pieces for people to just talk about Jesus. Yep. Cedar Temple's pretty awesome. At the very end of this episode, they have an offer code for you if you want to go check out their stuff. Uh, and so you can get a pretty good discount on what they have to offer. So be sure and hang around after the episode and check them out. But let's get right into this. So Elaine, tell me a little bit about your relationship with social media. Because, I mean, honestly, I'm coming into this one. I'm coming into this with uh, with nothing, honestly. Because I, I, I hate social media with a passion. I think the only thing I've really enjoyed lately is Facebook Live videos. Uh, I've got just, a lot of feedback. From yeah, those. I get a lot of views through that engagement. But other than that, like I'm just, I, you know, I'm, a lot of people used to think I was good at Twitter, but I actually deleted like all of my tweets because I kind of gave Twitter up for a while and then ended up reactivating. And I'm I'm just terrible so with social media completely. 
Like it just, it's a distracting thing to me. So Elaine, tell us a little about your relationship with social media. I think I'm just like everyone. I have a love hate relationship with it. I mostly love social media just because for the most part, I have had good experiences. I've met a lot of people. My social media platform of choice is Instagram. Um, that's just something that I'm fairly good at. I have like over a thousand followers and sometimes I feel like I'm doing really good with it. And other times I'm like, I've had this thing forever. Why don't I have more followers? But I mean, for the most part, like I love looking at pictures and videos, visualizing people, um, their blogs and stuff. Like I've met a lot of people. I've met people in Arkansas that I wouldn't have met otherwise through blogging and stuff. And so for the most part, I've had a great experience. However, I hate algorithms. Um, I don't understand them. They're constantly changing. That goes for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just all of it. Like, I feel like I can't keep up with it. And I love sharing what... The reason why I use Instagram is because it's good for my blog. Like, I love sharing what God is doing in my life and just different things that I'm going through. I can share my love for fashion. I share a lot of coffee photos and talk about just really what God's like teaching me that day. So I got to be honest, like my opinion, I know there's like the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to social media. Most of my experience has been ugly. Uh, so I've had pretty much all of them. You know, I actively use Facebook right now, but uh, I deleted it off of my phone because so I downloaded this app that tells you how frequently you're using Facebook. And it was telling me I was using it just this ungodly amount of time. I want to say it was hours a day that I was on Facebook. I'm like, it's, it's complete crap. There's no way I'm doing that. But then I caught myself every time I'd open Facebook. And I'm like, oh, no, it's going to count my time. And so I ended up just deleting the time counting app completely. It makes you feel guilty. Yeah, it pissed me off, to be honest. <laughs> So I deleted that out completely, just got rid of it. And then I realized, man, I just, Facebook eats up my time. And I realized whenever I would get stressed out about something, instead of working through my issues or going and maybe reading my Bible or doing some meditation or just calming down, you know, and chilling out or maybe even talking to, to my wife here, uh, I would go and browse endless crap on Facebook. And like we used to watch just endless dog videos before we went oh, to bed. Man. <laughs> So many dog videos. We'd be like, oh, we're going to go to bed early tonight. So we get in bed about 10, 30, 11 Spend two hours watching dog and before videos you know, and dog memes. And before 1 a.m. And we're like, well, so much for getting up on time and being productive the next morning. And uh, it was just such a time sink. And so I ended up deleting Facebook off of my phone completely. I have Twitter on my phone because I don't really like Twitter, to be honest. I have a pretty decent following on Twitter. But... I, I enjoy tweeting, I guess, more than I enjoy reading tweets. And I know you're supposed to do both, but it's it's more of a quick thing. And I honestly don't get on it very much at all anyway, much less, you know, so it doesn't it's not really a hindrance on my phone. And I had Instagram for a long time. I was using Instagram whenever I was uh, doing photography. And so I was using it for clients. And then I also used it for Braille Atlas, which those of you who don't know, Braille Atlas is the moniker that I record all of my music under. You can find me on iTunes, by the way. Spotify. And Spotify, wherever music is found. But yeah, I was using Instagram for Braille Atlas, 
And I was having an issue, no matter how often I used it or what I used it for, my feed always was showing me just half-naked women, to be really honest. And I know Instagram is pretty particular about what they allow and what they don't allow, but some stuff gets by them. You know, a lot of stuff probably gets by them. And for some reason, it always came up in my timeline. Your explore page, not your timeline. Whatever. <laughs> you what didn't follow these pages. No, okay, yeah. So it came up in my explore feed. Sorry, like I don't use social media much. Uh, and so it was always just showing up. And I would use the little, like, show me less like this, block this, or whatever. And it, stuff would just keep coming up, to be honest. And, uh, and, and some of it was more mild. Some of it, a lot of people would just glance over. But... Uh, just being kind of raw and open, I uh, I have a history, you know, struggling in that, like a lot of a lot of people have had, have, etc. And to be fair to my wife, it's not fair for me to see these things because I don't want them to draw my attention away. And that's a choice I make because it's a distraction to me, and I know it's a distraction to me, and so I'm trying to be fair and keep myself in line. And so I, I quit using Instagram completely. You know, I, I just don't use it. There's been talk, I think Elaine has talked about managing a little bit of my Instagram stuff, but right now it's just not a priority on my list to try to pick back up. Which leads me to Vero. So Vero, the interesting thing about Vero, like we said, no algorithms, nothing like that. And you can share music and stuff. And since my music is on iTunes, that's ought to be a great platform to be able to share my music and, and just try to get the name out there a little bit. I didn't realize this at the time, but when Vero was saying that they are free of restrictions, they mean free of restrictions. And so currently, as of us recording this, the only way to find anyone on Vero, because it does not ask you or give you recommended anything, the only way to find people is through hashtags. And so popular hashtags for me to look through would be photography stuff, because I do photography and all of my Artwork I use for my music is original photos that I take. Uh, and then, you know, new music and stuff like that. And the problem was even simple hashtags like photography or new to Vero and things like that were pretty saturated with just straight out pornography. And as someone who has chosen to keep that stuff out of my feed as much as possible and out of my life, you know, I pretty much had to say, I'm sorry, you know, no more using Vero. And it just pretty much, it was dead on arrival in, in my head because it was just, there's no way I could keep it around knowing what I know, I guess, you know, that would go against the commitment that I made. So I have a mostly sour relationship with social media and, you know, that's just a choice between God and I that I have made that if just I'm just going to stay off of it. Uh, luckily, Facebook for me doesn't really pose that kind of issue. Most of the people that, you know, I have on Facebook are pretty chill and the pages that I manage, you know, are pretty chill. So and it, there's nothing like that on them at all. And, and that's able to just kind of stay out of my head and out of my life. And I'm able to follow through with the commitments I've made. So like I said, I've had a pretty bitter relationship with social media, but I know there's good and bad to everything. And I know there's good there's good things that can be used in social media and then a lot of bad. So Elaine, tell me a little bit about the good in social media that you've seen. The good that I've seen would probably just be, like I said, I have found people in my own state that, or in even in my own city that I didn't even know existed. 
and have the same values and stuff. And so connecting with people, connecting with people out of state, out of country, who have who are like minded, have a uh, liked interest. Um, and so just connecting with people is probably the biggest good thing that I've seen. Like it's helped me get people to know about my blog. And like I said, I use Instagram almost exclusively because I get to share that kind of stuff. And so I've had feedback on um, my blog stuff that I wouldn't have had otherwise. It's good for me to connect with even family members and friends that I don't often see. And so I still get to be, I feel like I'm still a part of their lives because I still get to see what's going on. And so on just connecting with friends and family and even on a business side, um, I know that we actually had a Facebook ad for Cedar Temple and it had a lot of people looking at it who wouldn't have seen it otherwise. And so to me, like that was really beneficial. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know and haven't got the memo yet, Cedar Temple is actually mine and Elaine's brand. And uh, so that's why we're so passionate about them. And so, yeah, definitely stick around after the episode and catch that. But with me in the business side of things specifically, uh, I, I do understand and see the huge potential in social media. The problem with that even is it, their algorithms are kind of drowning a lot of that out. And, they're constantly changing. And I, I, I guess it's like this balance because for us or for me specifically, social media is used as a tool. It's used as a tool to promote. But from a user perspective, that gets really annoying just promoting and, and just seeing ads all the time. You know, because we may be passionate about something, but someone else being force-fed these ads probably gets very old very quickly. So Facebook has basically announced after Mark Zuckerberg pretty much did like this tour of the United States asking families of their opinion of Facebook and what it's done for their life. And he came to the conclusion that people are using Facebook too much. And I understand because, like I said, I deleted it off my phone for that very same thing. And I got to be honest, I don't miss it really whenever I'm away from it. You know, I enjoy being able to go and interact with people maybe, you know, once every other day or so or once a day or once every other day. I'll pull it up on my iPad or my laptop because I'm not on those things as much. Or if I am, it's more working. But my phone is more just, you know, casual stuff. And, uh... I could pull it up on that and spend a few minutes catching up with people and put it back down. And, you know, really nothing that dramatic changes, you know. And I, I realized, man, I spent so much time looking at the same thing over and over again or just waiting patiently for someone to like something. And I was getting this, this endorphin rush from waiting on just a like to come through. And it was almost uh, becoming a bit of an idol because I was spending so much time gawking at it that it was distracting me from doing the things I needed to do in my life. But at the same time, from a business perspective, yes, it's good as long as you're offering something of value, but it's just a very, I don't know, I'm, just, I'm so back and forth with it. Well, and something that I know a lot of people who don't even like social media who have social media because they have FOMO. And that they always want to be in the know. They always want to be catching up with people and stuff. And like I said, I, for the most part, have a good relationship with social media. But at the same time, like, I completely understand, like, social media has caused social anxiety and a lot of depression. And, you know, so many people compare their stuff. And I try to be as, you know, honest and transparent as possible. But there's so many people, most, a lot of people only show highlights and the good things and the good pictures and then 
you know, staged photos and lighting and stuff. And sometimes like that can get annoying because, you know, I don't know how to take amazing pictures on a camera. Like I use Visco and that's really it. And, you know, I talk about good things and bad things that are happening in my life. And, you know, I'm honest about like, if I have a day where I just feel depressed or like, I'm really anxious about this or like, you know, something, you know, sad that happened that God kind of revealed to me and stuff. Like I try to be as honest as possible. And I think a lot of times when people stage everything and have light, perfect lighting and just making everything looked perfect, you know, I've seen these articles where people have interviewed Instagram people and, you know, the life behind, you know, these influencer, influential people on Instagram. And it's like, you see one thing in the picture and like, this is this beautiful picture of this vase of flowers and their laptop and, you know, on my work grind, hashtag, you know, boss woman or whatever. But then you don't see, you know, on the outside of the picture, the depression and the messy house and everything and just to get, you know, more likes. So would you say that social media went from being social to being like, I guess, pushing a false identity? Like, I guess in my head, and I think of social media, uh, you know, social being communicating, talking with people being you're, you're being social and then media being, of course, the thing we consume and it being that it's online on a phone or on a computer or on a screen and putting those together. It's, it's interacting with people to, uh, I guess, build relationship was originally the, the, the purpose of social media. It was to interact. And now would you say that it's kind of shifted from that? Absolutely. I think a lot of things start out good. Just kind of get bombarded with the bad and like it can quickly, you know, backtrack and become the very thing that it wasn't supposed to become. Right. And I think that's where Mark Zuckerberg is kind of realizing is he's created a monster. Like I know his shares in Facebook, uh, like the the stock price plummeted. Uh, significantly whenever he announced that he wants people to spend less time on Facebook because he's changing the algorithm to where it's literally going to show people less ads and less things and, and pull more curated from the friends that they see to show them the content they care about to try to reconnect people on a social level. So, I mean, I, I actually applaud uh, Facebook for trying to go that route if it works. It's weird because Instagram's owned by Facebook and they're in the exact opposite boat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram's changing their algorithm where... Pretty much the the top get higher and the low get pushed out, and there is really no equality anymore in Instagram. Well, it's yeah. like if you have you know thousands of dollars to push in ads or even like perfect lighting, perfect cameras and stuff, just to push an agenda that's not even really your life. So I have a couple Bible verses to read real quick. Proverbs eighteen twenty four: A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. I think social media was never intended to be a bad thing at first, but now I think it's just that. I think it is a person of many, as it says in Proverbs, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Originally, it was to be that, it was to connect those people, those friends who were close to you, uh, even acquaintances to get to know people, but now it's... I think people are looking more for just, I guess, these quick interactions and the social high of having 
50 likes on something. It's We were talking with our friend Heather and how she was saying she just had to quit looking at her statistics completely. And check her out at uh, the Weekly Parody. She runs an awesome, an awesome podcast over there just about uh, mindset and courage and and just kicking butt. And it's a business podcast and just a lifestyle podcast. It's great. We listen to it regularly. But it's an awesome podcast. Check it out. But she was saying uh, how she had to quit looking at her statistics completely because she would get, you know, maybe a hundred clicks on one post and maybe 20 on another and how she realized finally if I had 20 people in a room with me that I was sharing my heart with you know I would be super ecstatic if there were 20 people sitting in my living room right now that I was pouring my heart out to I'd be happy I'd be I'd be just overjoyed that I was talking to 20 people but somewhere on social media we have this divide of we don't see it as just 20 people they're just numbers at this point. You know, we dehumanize the, 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 I guess, the interaction, and they become just a number and a statistic to get higher and higher to make us look more popular. And I think it becomes less of giving valuable input or, you know, loving on your friends or uh, social interaction, and it becomes more of a statistic to push our own ego higher. Uh, would you agree with that, Elaine? Oh, Yeah. Like, a lot of people, they want to get the most likes. They want to get the most comments. And something that I have experienced, well, there's two things that I've experienced. One, like, completely personally, is, you know, I'll post something, you know, I'll pour my heart out, and I'll take a picture of a building, or I'll take a picture of an object, and, like, I thought I had crafted and created this cute picture or whatever, and I'll get, you know... 30 likes on it. But if I post a picture of me and my face or my outfit, like I'll get like a hundred likes. And to me, like, you know, I'm not really necessarily pouring my heart out on this one thing. And I get more feedback from that. And another thing that I've noticed, not with me, but just people get more likes if they're in bikinis and like, you know, in staged poses and stuff. And that is one of the things like pushing your own agenda. Like people are literally you know, selling their bodies and sacrificing, you know, the good things about them just to get likes. I guarantee you, if I post a picture of me in a bikini, I will not get more likes. I don't know. You'd probably get more likes. <laughs> you'd probably break the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be broke, all right. <laughs> it wouldn't be fixing it after that. One. Um, I think social media is an interesting thing because people are able to hide behind it in a way and to disguise the, I guess, the it's truth. The defense mechanism. Yeah. Truth is uh, it's something people crave right now, but everyone wants to be perceived as something great. We live in a time when everyone has an opinion and everyone's opinion is able to be put out there. Uh, it's, you know, freedom to express yourself in a number of different ways, and perception is just this uh, idol that we chase right now. A constant pursuit of so many I mean, i've been there you know numerous times i've been there where i will put something out there you know just hoping hoping people will take me a certain way in reality that's not me you know you can't get to know me from a post on a on a piece of social media you can't get to know me by 20 words 
you can get to know me over time by interacting with me the way social media maybe was intended to, but you're never going to get to know me from these staged poses and everything like you get through Instagram. And the people that are posting the, the more truthful stuff out there probably aren't getting as much followed because it's not what's glorified. You know, it's, it's not the thing that's exalted. And the other thing that really irks me about social media, and I've been guilty of this one more than once, is how people can say things that are just, that they would never, ever say to someone's face. You can pour your heart out into something and people will just destroy you for it. People that don't know you, who have never met you before, will tear you to a million pieces. And you can invest so much in something that's real and people are going to destroy it. But then if you go out there and post a selfie or a photo of some, uh, you know, Elaine, especially you, if you were to go out there and post some picture of you all dolled up and everything, everyone would be all over that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've I've experienced that. Then on the on the flip side, you can post something that you're honestly working on, and if if they're just seeing something you did, they can rip you apart and have no remorse for it. And even friends, you know, we've witnessed it recently where a friend of ours with all of this topic of gun control and everything posted his heart about something, and whether you know all these people agreed with it or not, you know, friends, our friends were on there just, you know, attacking him. And then it just became a mess of all these people, his friends and our friends and, you know, mutual friends and people we don't know and everything. We're just going at it. And that's happened so many times. And they would never say half of that stuff to that person. Right, because here we are, you know, and just talking from a Christian point of view, we have a bunch of people who claim, you know, Christianity as their, their follow, their pursuit. And here they are going and just attacking each other like dogs and it's so sad you know because all he was doing was sharing his heart and a lot of people got really up in arms about it and 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 that happens you know i mean honestly because people get nervous and they get defensive but it's a a scary thing to think that social media takes away the personal aspect it kind of pins you against each other in a way i think when that goes back to the comparison even and, like, people wanting their lives to look like other people's lives. And sometimes even, like, I've experienced this on, like, a low level, like, not a severe level, but, like, comparing, you know, people's looks or bodies or their lifestyle. Like, you know, they get to travel, they get to do this. And I'm like, well, why can't I do this? Or, like, I'm just sitting in bed staring at these people's lives. And, like, that's just so weird to me sometimes. Well, that takes it back to the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, Thou shalt not covet your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I think coveting is a huge issue with social media because everyone, so everyone's attempting to make their life look perfect because they see everyone else who have this quote unquote perfect life. But what they don't realize is everyone else's life is just like theirs. They're just busting their butt to make it look perfect as well. Mm-hmm. And so you have a bunch of people pursuing something that doesn't even exist. It's a lie. It's a falsehood. It's a dog chasing its tail, basically. You know, everyone's chasing a myth, a ghost that's manifest, and everyone's doing it, and, you know, everyone's just, it's its a red herring. And people keep pursuing this, this thing 
which causes more people to pursue this lifestyle that doesn't exist, and more and more people get on board until everyone is trying to make their life look like something it isn't, and no one's being real anymore. No one's showing the the real side. There's a, there's some out there that are trying. You know, I'm not saying no one's out there doing it, but the desire to to have and to and to do these things and the experience and like you said earlier, the FOMO leads people to fake it till they make it in a sense in their mind where they just keep pushing this image of themselves that's not even there. It doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So why would you say, Elaine, people feel the need or feel that they have the freedom to combat each other in a way that they wouldn't do in person? They feel like it's a protection or like a wall dividing, which it is a wall dividing people, but it's a defense mechanism. They feel like, you know, people are honestly empowered through the internet, whether they realize it or not. Would you say people take on like a different persona online? mm -hmm, People pretend to be things that they aren't all the time. Like, people pretend to be smarter, people pretend to be rich, like, people pretend all the time. Some guys pretend to be women. Yeah. Catfishing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, anything you say to someone online is going to bleed over into reality. That's It's going to happen. If you tell your best friend off online, then that they're going to hold that, you know, in some regard, that's going to be in their mind whenever you see them in person. But, of course, then there's the issue with you're dealing with a text-based something, and anything text-based, you cannot truly understand what someone's saying. You can't hear the nuance in their voice. You can't see their body language. You can't read their eye movement. Uh, you you just you can't understand something based off of just a text alone interaction. When it's like you said, people can't get to know you in twenty words or less. Right. And so, do you think that? I mean, a lot of it, I'm sure, is misunderstanding too. But do you think people feel that they have? the ability to be more aggressive online because there's no like there's no confrontation from person to person or do you feel that people maybe have like a complete like they divide relationships up of like you know I can have relationship with Elaine in person but our online persona has to be it's it's unique and it's its own relationship like do you feel that I guess people have separate relationship or in their head feel they have separate relationships with online version versus real life version i think it's a mixture of both it honestly depends because you have these people combating complete total strangers across the country you know across the globe yeah and like on twitter like you have twitter wars and twitter trolling and you know i think people feel inferior to people that they don't even know yeah and then it's easy to just argue with somebody because you don't have the repercussions the next day when you see them at school or work or whatever like you don't ever have to, you probably won't ever meet them. Right. Peer-to-peer comparison. Yeah, basically. like you don't have anything to do with that person. You can say your hurtful comment and leave. But at the same time, I think some people, like I'm sure there have been instances where there have been friendships like in person, but online that one person wants to seem cool and not have a relationship with that kind of person. And so they pretend like they don't know that person. Yeah. And... They only want to be, they want to be perceived as cool and like they only hang out with cool people, but in actuality, like they're actually hanging out with this person. Right. So I guess we could say that in a sense, the downfall of social, or I guess some of the bad of social media, besides, you know, there being stuff on there, you know, kind of more intimate to my specific reason for having issues with some of it. 
a lot of the issue with social media comes down to like um, lusting, lusting after something else, something else, someone else. Has. It's kind of the discontentment, I guess, of where we are. And as Christians, as followers of Christ, we have to be able to be more content and realize our life isn't picture perfect. You know, it's it's muddy, it's messy, and that's okay. And taking the media side out and just getting back to social, it's a it's a means of getting in contact to to broaden that relationship and to take it into more of a I guess a personal level and outside of the realm of just I guess Facebook stalking in a way. Social media shouldn't be a curated list of this objects of affection that you're lusting after and you're coveting after an attempt to make your life this picture perfect better thing in reality social media is there you know or what should be from you know a follower of christ perspective to bring us closer together and i think we all need to realize like we are all messy we are all broken nobody is perfect even the people that you glorify on instagram or facebook and have like these millions of followers like even their lives aren't perfect like these celebrities even their lives aren't perfect. And I think as Christians, we just need to realize like nobody's perfect. We all have imperfections and we just kind of need to let some of that stuff go. Yeah. I think a good ending statement would be that sometimes those who look the most perfect on the outside are some of the most broken on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, people pursue that image they try to push that image to fill a void you know we push that image myself included i have pushed that image to try to fill a void and i have went to social media whether it be to look to browse uh, or to to broadcast to fill a void in my life because I, i was lacking in an area and instead of going to the right thing, I went to the wrong thing and probably led even more. You know, we we just end up leading more people down that rabbit hole of trying to be something that they're not. So, do you have any closing comments on any of this topic, Elaine? Just be honest and transparent and kind when you're online. Be yourself. Yeah, like, just be kind to people. You don't have to troll people. Well, guys, this was a pretty broad overview of social media. Just a a few of Mindy Lane's quick comments. I'm sure we're going to revisit this subject plenty. Probably get some people on who know a lot more what they're talking about in this area. But just sharing a little bit of our heart on being who you are. Not Okay, so my dad had this phrase that he always told me. I'm going to share it with all of you. Always be what you is and not what you ain't. Because if you is what you ain't, you ain't what you is. <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> All right, everyone. Check us out at therecklesspursuit.com. There's a section there where you can email us, mail at therecklesspursuit.com. There's a cool place there where you can leave us a voicemail if you have some comments, questions, concerns, or just want to say hi. Uh, be sure to do that because we'd love to hear from you or if you have you know ideas we're always open to ideas for new shows 
find us at Twitter, twitter.com forward slash underscore TRP podcast or at facebook.com forward slash the reckless pursuit podcast. Please take time to rate our show. Leave us a good, awesome rating. Five stars. Five stars. No, be honest. Honest. Like, seriously, be honest. If we suck, you know, tell us how we can improve. But we hope we don't suck but too do bad. But do it kindly. Yeah, kindly. Don't use this opportunity just to tear us down. Because remember what we talked about today. And as always, thanks for listening. Be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll talk soon. This week's episode is brought to you by Cedar Temple Trade Company. Cedar Temple is an apparel and home goods line on a mission to bring curiosity back to the Word of Christ with fresh, modern designs. They desire to not just spread the Word, but to look good doing it. Their shirts are some of the most comfortable tees you could wear, and they're constantly adding new products and designs to the mix. Oh, and did I mention that Cedar Temple is actually Elaine's and my very own brand? Yeah, that's right. When you order from Cedar Temple... You're helping Elaine and I do what we love and continue in our very own reckless pursuit. Because we are so thankful for all of you who take the time to listen to our show, Cedar Temple is offering a 20% discount on any single item you purchase. Head over to cedartemple.com and use offer code TRPPODCAST in all caps at checkout. That's T-R-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all caps, at cedartemple.com. Now, go inspire. Doctor's here.